on with me as always, my co-host, the extra later, Wombat. Hi, How's it going? it's me, not spiking my microphone. <laughs> uh, according to Audacity, I also didn't spike my microphone, which is... Jeez, uh, it, it really sounded like you did. some. <laughs> I um, probably did, and it's just, uh, I don't know. You spiked it so it. hard, it compressed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. We'll see. Anyway, I'm doing, I'm doing Badger. You know, we're late because I've been overwhelmed with everything in my life. Um, yeah. And, and that's, you know, we can get into our glowing weak points in a second after you tell me yours, but my, oh, mine, mine will involve why that'll change now. Okay. So John, what's your uh, glowing weak point? Uh, I had a staycation during the vacation we had from doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what'd you do? Didn't. <sighs> Well, there were two family birthdays during that week, which, uh, you know, nice to see family, but it's kind of a waste uh, of vacation. But Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's vacation. You want to, you know, go places, do things, not, you know, go see the people you do all the time. Right. Um, uh, went to the museum, the art museum, with, with a friend, and then came back and had takoyaki. Mm. Uh, she made takoyaki, which was awesome, delicious. So good. Uh, she, does, she doesn't like octopus, but uh, I bought some anyways and, and put it in half of it. Um. <laughs> God, I've wanted to cook octopus for a while, but... Like, one-third of the house here doesn't eat seafood at all and definitely would not eat octopus, so. Yeah. Well, you know, octopus is delicious, but then the flip side of that is that uh, they're totally alien creatures who will one day take over the Earth. (laughs) They're so uh, weird-looking. Oh, my God. I I mean, last I understood is that they're almost certainly extraterrestrial. What? They they did not evolve from the same uh microbial that the rest of, Yeah, that the rest of us did. Um Interesting. Which is why they're they're so so vastly different from us and also incredibly intelligent, which is why I'm saying they're gonna take over the world and I am damning myself with this podcast that is recorded. Because um, you know, there's theories that li- like life emerged from amino acids from yeah, like yeah. meteors striking uh-huh. the earth in the the early days of the planet. So what you're saying mm-hmm. is that like most life on earth evolved from the same amino acids like way 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 back, right? But it, yeah. there are indications that octopi evolved from different amino acids or they evolved separately from everything else. Huh. So yeah. Yeah. So, whack is what it is. Um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> God, octopi are so weird. I've seen them laid up at the <laughs> HEB, ju- just like, like all their tentacles hanging around and shit. I'm like, please, uh-huh. please stop. Put those away. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pixelation on this? Right. <laughs> uh, also, I, I made hot pot, which is something I, I love to do. So I've got 
all the tools for it, and Hot Pot is delicious. Um, yeah. And uh, also got some barbecue. Uh, I found a place that easily has the best barbecue in Georgia because uh, the... It's the, halfway decent? The, the guy goes <laughs> to Texas once a year to work at his brother's restaurant. Oh, I and, see. So uh, he's bringing Texas learned... barbecue back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, every time I've had brisket in Georgia, it has been depressing. Yeah, I can't like, imagine up... Georgian brisket is any good. Depressing. <laughs> um, and so I, I was at this barbecue place because it's a it's a joint. Um, brewery and barbecue like they share the building uh so you you go get uh, a flight of beer and then you go over to the other side and you order some barbecue i was like "Ah, i'll get the the pulled pork like this is georgia we're a pork barbecue place uh it's it's never bad so i'll i'll get pork barbecue and walk up and uh the chef's like hey uh, just just pulled a uh, a brisket off the uh, the smoker. Y'all want to have some burnt ends? <laughs> like, fuck yes! I always like I'll never say no to burnt ends. Right. And so he he brings over this juicy juicy burnt end, uh, pop it in my mouth, and it's like candy. And I'm like, all right, I'll take the brisket. <laughs> and uh, golly, it was good. Um, I've been back twice, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's so, so good. Uh, you found yeah, the we, one we good there. barbecue place in Georgia. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the pulled pork isn't so bad either. It's hard to fuck um, up pulled pork, to be fair. It really is. I mean, it's, it's just a fatty piece of meat. Right. You just put seasonings in it and it's good. Um... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's basically the only interesting things I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about you? Alright, my glowing weak point is that half of my college semester is over. Which Yay! means I had two eight-week courses, so those are over. Yes. <laughs> which means, and they were the brunt of my workload. So now my workload is I read an article for each class every week. One of them has a textbook I read a chapter from, and then I answer some questions and or participate in a discussion board. So that sounds pretty simple. Yeah. Like one of them has an essay for the final and that's fine. They they showed us what the, the final essay is already. So I have weeks to work on it <laughs> yeah just don't do like what i did literally every time that happened and wait until the last week to write it right no i'm gonna i'm gonna be working on it here and there uh, as the weeks go on but yeah i'm no longer writing two essays a week having to watch a movie and then like break down individual scenes into parts and shit you know, listening mm. to fucking three lectures from a professor and reading five articles that she's picked out from the book for us to read. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot going on and it was very it, it was very difficult to keep up with, especially once I uh once I went and got like a real job. 
Um, <laughs> which has led to this uh, the, our, our lateness in the, this this latest episode because uh, I just didn't have time to do all the shit I was supposed to be doing for this. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But now I will. Kind of hard to, uh, kinda hard to talk about a game when you uh, haven't played the game because you haven't have played time. any games other than like AFKing shit in RuneScape. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Well, that's ready that. to get into Let's it. Let's get into it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about the news. First up, um, shit's fucked in Palestine. Yeah. Because of evil people. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because of evil people, uh, the kind, nice people of Palestine are suffering. So. Gamers are helping! Woo! Um, first up, the uh, there's an itch.io bundle. Is it still going? Um, as far as I could tell, yes. Um, I can look at it a little... Nine days! Yeah! Nine yeah. days, 14 hours, 25 minutes remaining as of the recording of this. Now you can dial in when it happened. Um, and it's a $10 uh, bundle where the proceeds go to helping uh, Gaza and Palestine... And there's some good ones in there. There's some good games. It's worth it. And they had uh, a goal. Extreme Meat Punks Forever is whack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just straight <laughs> up whack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had a $10,000 goal with this bundle, and they, th- they literally reached it in less than a day. But obviously, every next dollar helps, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've they've... Bumped up the goal multiple times and uh, beaten it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They raised it to fifteen thousand, then thirty thousand, then fifty, then seventy-five, then a hundred, then one hundred and fifty, then two hundred, and it's currently at a two hundred seven thousand five hundred forty-five fifty. So it's very heartening for me to see because in these in these last couple of weeks. I've seen polls come out of, like, the big newspapers and shit, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. 20% or less of Americans uh, support Palestine, like, in any way, you know? And so mm-hmm. so it, it it got to be, like, a real bummer for me. But seeing, like, such a such a show for support or, or sh- of support from the, yeah. uh, from the gaming community is really, really nice to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, in, on top of that, uh, <laughs> Hassan Piker, who's a Twitch streamer, uh, raised $840,000 for Gaza Charities. Yeah, he's got, like, four um, that he's, uh, distributing it between, like, evenly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought uh, it was interesting in the, uh, the article about him, it talks about how uh, he often gets hate from detractors over the who claim that there's an inherent hypocrisy between his own accumulation of wealth and his advocacy for uh, the, all the people that need it. Yeah, because he's a socialist who lives in like a kind of biggish house in Los Angeles, right? Um, yeah, you, you have to have money to be able to do that, right? And, and also, <laughs> his his job is playing video games online. Uh, and, um. and like commenting on commentating on YouTube videos and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but 
flip side of that is he <laughs> to quote the the article he routinely walks the walk in addition to talking the talk yeah um, like 75,000 of this 840,000 is his money you know mm-hmm. like like he's not just milking his streamers for the money he's putting his own where his mouth is and that that yeah you know you can't hate the guy for that i don't know no there's a, there's a no. lot that i do criticize Hassan Piker for but i generally like him mm-hmm. and, and and this is like like this is a show of like the good that can come from the kind of stuff he does yeah yep Moving on, um, just something completely different. <laughs> uh, Twitch streamer, uh, and, uh, OnlyFans star, Amaranth, sells beer made from her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> so did you read the article on this one? I, I did. Um, so this isn't new. No. Um, People have um, been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. usually... Usually this is a small craft beer company goes, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've done the normal stuff. What if we made a beer from like the beard hairs from our chief brewer? Right. And, and then we just like, grew like, yeast out of that. Ye- yeast is literally everywhere. Yeah. Like, like, and I mean that literal not the not the definition of literally that's figuratively i mean it is literally everywhere yeah we're all and, a little bit yeasty you know yes yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hope you're ready for this story but uh, um <laughs> negative two <laughs> points <laughs> <laughs> But like that's that's very common for them to go like all right we'll take the 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 yeast from the beard hair or we'll we'll take the yeast from the uh, the brewer's wife's vagina because like sure there's yeast infections but also just yeast exists that's just when it gets out of hand right um but but I haven't ever seen it on uh, this scale. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen a, a big name face go I mean, with this. One hundred percent Gwyneth Paltrow has done this, right? Like like <laughs> she has done this. I you know, but I've never seen it. As, I, I know <laughs> she makes candles that smell like her vagina, which Right. And if she's doing that, you know she's had a beer made out of her vagina. <laughs> it has to have happened. <laughs> But she didn't advertise it. <laughs> um, so so she's working with this uh, Polish brewery. This is literally named after <clears throat> after the Volva, um, and and yeah. uh, make it making a beer out of her her vaginal lactic acid bacteria. Um, yeah. Would you drink yeah. this? I mean, if somebody else bought it for me, sure. But I would not pay money. Pay money to to yeah. I mean, like there. The first step everyone thinks of this with this is like, ew, you're drinking a vagina. And the answer is not even in the slightest. It's just a beer made with vagina from a different place. Like like. 
like anything else. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a gimmick. Yes. There's no way I would spend money to get this. I, I mean, I it, it is ultimately with... just beer, you know? Yes, it is. <laughs> and I've, I have had a vagina beer before. And it tasted like every other beer. Right. So <laughs> it, it doesn't suddenly taste like vagina because the yeast came from a vagina. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't taste better because it and it didn't taste worse. It just tasted like another beer. Yeah. Um. Um. I do yeah. like how this article ends, though. So so they quote a, a Reddit comment that says, "What happened?" What happened to people in society? Is everyone getting crazy these days? And of course, you know, people have been making vagina beer for longer than humans have been writing. Um, uh-huh. And then known YouTube weirdo Boogie was like, the fact that this will sell out is the grossest part of the whole thing. Uh, and the article ends by saying, quote, it's all right, guys. Pretty girls aren't always out to get you. Sometimes a vagina beer is just a vagina beer. <laughs> but on the off chance that you do get hurt, ask yourself why you keep paying for it. <laughs> I did not read all the way down to that. You didn't? Uh, yeah. So, that's... that's a saying. Sometimes a vagina beer is just a vagina beer. <laughs> uh, that's the title of this episode <laughs> no, no it can't be it can't be it can no uh, moving on <laughs> moving um, on Todd Howard revealed Elder Scrolls 6 because of whiny baby nerds Likely won't release details until six months from release, which, good. Yes. We we don't need this Cyberpunk 2077, you know. Hype cycle of several years. Yeah. Oh, the game is going to have this. The game is going to have that. Yeah, I was about to say No Man's Sky. Like like all the fucking blue sky shit they were saying with with No Man's Sky. And then the game released with none of it. Yeah. No, we don't need any of that. You know, get the game close to finished and then start telling us what's actually in the game. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. as with a lot of people we talk about in the game industry, I have a lot to criticize Todd Howard about. Just just shit ton (laughs) that I dislike about Todd Howard. But that's a good practice to have. I don't think yeah. he should have caved into the whiny baby nerds and told us it was happening back in 2018. Because no. now they've just gotten out of hand talking to themselves about what could be in in the next game. You know? Mm-hmm. The, like, once you introduce the idea that this exists, it leaves your hands in, in, in ways. And, and like... They start just imagining what's happening. Yeah. 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 Because um, they, uh, it said in the article that they released the teaser in 2018. And, and the teaser was literally just let, like, 
uh, um, it says a mountainous landscape. Yeah, and, and that was it. Yeah, um, pretty much. And it I didn't enter. It. it said somewhere in here when it entered. Uh, early development. I think earlier this year. Oh yeah, the game going into early development this year. Yeah. So it yeah. took five years for it to enter early development from the from when the teaser was released. Yeah, because they weren't working on it at all. Yeah, they were working on Starfield they, that whole time. They, they had to they had to announce it so that they wouldn't think, oh, they've they've given up on the Elder Scrolls. That's it. There's but like, no more. Who was thinking that? Uh, I I believe the answer is. Whiny baby nerds. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Th- thank a, you for answering with my own words. To... <laughs> <laughs> Had to flip back to that page to, to give it to you the right way. But, like, anybody who thinks about things for even a second, right, is going to be like, yeah. Skyrim made so much money. Yeah, all of the monies. <laughs> Skyrim made so much fucking money. There's no way there wouldn't be a follow-up to Skyrim eventually, right? Uh-uh. Like, like, it's a little surprising it's taken this long to get around to it, I, I'll admit. Usually, yeah. these companies like to capitalize on their, their, their cash cows a little sooner. But it was going to happen. Um, oh, yeah. Unless Bethesda somehow stopped being a company in the the intervening 10 years or whatever. Which Uh, just means that somebody else would buy the the rights to it and then make the new one. Yes. Like, there there will be, (laughs) for as long as I am aware... Until we figure out how to resolve this whole capitalism thing, there was always going to be an Elder Scrolls Six. There, there, there is going to be an Elder Scrolls. There, there will be a new Elder Scrolls forever. There will be a new Fallout forever. There will be a new Final Fantasy forever. Yeah. It's it's just gonna keep happening. Yeah. So, uh, don't worry, whiny baby nerds. Elder Scrolls Six <laughs> is coming. Yeah. Don't worry, whiny baby nerds. Elder Scrolls <laughs> 7 is coming. <laughs> Elder Scrolls 8. <laughs> People are worried uh, because the PS5 Slim's weird online requirements for their uh, discs um, reader are going to harm game preservation. Forgetting, of course, that uh, discs don't have games on them. Right. And haven't for like a decade i was i was going insane reading this fucking article because i'm yeah. like like the the argument about uh, okay so the, the the ps5 slim has two versions one with a disk drive and one without a disk drive but the slim version has a space the or, or the one without a disk drive has a space where a disk drive could hook up to um, and you can buy it separately if you want one later, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when it hooks up to the PS5, the disk drive needs an internet connection in order to sync up the console and the disk drive. Which is a little weird, 
you know, but it seems to be a, a, a way for them to get around. Uh, it says archaic language in um, the uh, shit. The yeah, <sighs> what the fuck is that? Uh, DMCA. Yeah, that was the the bit that I found really fascinating. I was worried that uh, I first of all. When I read this, I didn't read the second line. So I was like, fuck off about game preservation with this. Because, like, I get it. I, I understand, like, if if you, want, once the servers go down, you won't be able to link it. But also, there's all the PS5 Slims that do have the disk drives connected to them. And there's all the PS5s that have the disk drive in them. Right. So, like, fuck off with that. You have an option yes go go to hell and then i read the second thing and i was like oh yeah that makes sense but <laughs> but really the thing i thought was interesting is is this bit about how uh the part of the dmca is uh makes it illegal to quote circumvent a technological measure that effectively controls access to a copyrighted work um which so, would include things like an an external disk drive Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, that is really interesting, especially because, like, it's been fought, um, and uh, it was re-examined by the Copyright Office in 2021, and some things were changed, but not all of them. And Right. And it, yeah, it's, so it, it's this really right complicated thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, the article in in Kotaku never once mentions the fact that none of this matters because <laughs> discs have not included a full game on them since the days of the PS3. Yeah, discs, <laughs> discs are pretty much just the the like. Remember when you used to get a a, a the the plastic case and there'd be the disc inside and then like. In the inside cover, there would be a, like, 32-digit uh, alphanumeric code that you'd have to type in to, to activate it all. Yeah, discs have just it's, become that code. That That is all the disc is now. It is just <laughs> the code inside of that. Yes. that That's all. Like, like, some of them, some of them will include, like, the first area of the game, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Very, very notoriously, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, included ju- just like a bare bones version of the very first map, and that was it. Everything mm-hmm. else had to be downloaded. Um, yeah, and that was infamous, you know, like six years ago. But now that's every game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. like, like it's it's ridiculous to have this conversation about game preservation without talking about the fact that like like especially western games uh, they've given up on yeah. optimization right like 100% they don't care they'll just ship out a game and it's like 200 gigabytes or what the fuck ever and they're like yeah mm-hmm. just download that onto your PS5 you piece of shit and <laughs> And, like, the conversation should be around how that's not acceptable. There's no reason for a game to be 200 gigabytes. That's just, like, no. refusal to compress things, right? Yes. That, 
Like, like you, we you refuse just, to just... do the techni- the technical end of our job. <laughs> yeah. That that bit's hard, and we don't want to, so... Fuck we're you. We're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go through this endless cycle of deleting and reinstalling games on your PS5 every time you want to fucking play one. Um... No, and, and like it that shouldn't be allowed there like legislation has been very slow to keep up with all of the like wild technological improvements people have been making and yeah. that's especially true in areas like video games where all these old crusty ass white people just don't understand what people <laughs> even like about them right and it's like yeah. like the legislation should be that if your game does, uh, l- l- like, if you sell a physical copy of a game, your whole game should be on that disc, right? Yes. L- like, like you can have updates and whatever later, but a full playable version of your game as released on, on launch day should be on your disc. And if it doesn't yes. fit on one disc, put it on two. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> that's how it used to work it can work like that again <laughs> that's how Use you get game preservation <laughs> yeah switch over to <laughs> I will say this again and again and again cartridges are incredible yes <laughs> cartridges <laughs> it's it's ridiculous to say it cartridges are the future <laughs> I mean, it's probably true. It is. It's a physical storage medium. At least for Use, video games. Like, yeah. You, like, make it a mini hard drive. Like, you can... Have you seen how um, small uh, hard drives can be? Because they can get, like, the M.2 ones are a tiny little stick. And you can fit a terabyte have the game on there you plug it in it directly interfaces meaning that you're not having to read it off the disc you're not even having to read it off of another hard drive it's just there interact directly do it yeah also i i have to tell this story every time we talk about game compression because it's such it's such a perfect example of what game compression can give to gamers right like Mm -hmm. game compression just makes games better so when pokemon was making pokemon gold and silver they ran out of room while making just the first area of the game just johto right and and satoru iwata looked at it and he was like this is bullshit and he personally went in and compressed the game so much that they were then uh, they then had enough space on the cartridge to add in all of Kanto as well. You know? Like they doubled the size of the game just by doing some compression. Yeah. Like that's that's how much compression can help just just the design of your game. Yeah. And and it's very upsetting that we've moved so far away from that time. Yep. Uh, I I want to uh, since you brought up Pokemon and compression, it it, 
<laughs> it reminded me of a this is a complete aside like this doesn't matter at all okay it's hilarious to me um you know how uh pokemon scarlet is uh a piece of shit when it comes to it's uh like how it runs uh-huh i i still haven't yeah, gotten like, it because it 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 doesn't look good yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's got, like, the shittiest performance, which is incredible, because it came after... Um, Arceus? Oh, it's, yeah, which... Uh, Looks was, incredible. Like, it's <laughs> breath of fresh air of, like, oh, wow, they can make good games. Right. Um, yeah, so, so it came immediately after that, and it has dog shit performance. And the reason is because, um, in case you don't know, it's... Uh, it, it takes place on a, um, a, I guess, a peninsula or an island, whatever. It's it's in the middle of an ocean. There's water on all the sides. Okay. Um, at every point in the game, no, whether you're no. horse, <laughs> underground, in the sky, wherever you are, they're rendering the ocean are. and its waves. No, no, they're rendering all the ocean. Oh, no. <laughs> and the ocean extends for frames upon frames upon frames beyond the playable area of oh, the no. ocean. Oh, no. Because I was about to say, I imagine some of it is explorable with, like, surf and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the uh, the island itself is like a pixel compared to the ocean. And all of it is rendered all the time. Why? You're in combat. <laughs> the ocean is being rendered. What? <laughs> uh, the best people can, like, guess is that in one of the trailers, it, it zooms across the ocean to uh, to the island to show the island. Oh and no! And they, they did that in game, and so yes, they had they to render all of that ocean for the. Oh god! Yeah, they increased the size of the ocean so that it it would be available, but then it wasn't working all the time. So they put in a bit of code that makes it so that it's always rendering. But now, that no, nobody went back and changed that. And other things have been built on top of it, so that's just the way the game is. You'd, it's you'd impossible to change to, at this point. You, you'd basically have to remake the game in order to fix that, which is insane. <laughs> that's um, that's upsetting. That's yeah. That's just the <laughs> stupidest mistake anybody could ever have made. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah, that's my uh, my favorite recent story about Pokemon. Anyways. Hold on, before uh, we get to this last one, I had I had one one little aside thing I wanted to say. I didn't okay. I didn't link to this one, but uh Matt Mercer is gonna be Vincent Valentine in the, the next Final Fantasy VII game. Um that's exciting. Matt Matt Mercer has a beautiful voice, and Vincent Valentine is the best character in Final Fantasy VII. So, well, I am glad you are excited. Yeah, uh, there's there's a fun little story here too because he voiced some like minor NPCs in the first game, right? Uh, 
Um, and then the first game didn't have voices. No, I, I mean um, Final Fantasy VII remake, John. Yeah, I know. Um, so, so uh, he got a call back from them after he auditioned for for uh, other characters in the the next the next game, and when he got a call back, they said that he would just be playing nameless NPCs again, and then he went into the booth to record lines for them, and then the uh, the script started to glitch out on the screen. And then, before it faded to black, and presented him with uh, the script for Vincent Valentine. Nice. So that's a fun. That's a fun little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, Europol catches hacker group Ragnar Locker responsible for stealing Capcom employee information. So uh, another one bites the dust. Yeah. But, like, hacker groups come in all different shapes and sizes, right? And yeah. if you're if you're hacking into, like, a video game company and you're taking their just their, like, v- game information or whatever, like the guy who leaked all that fucking uh, Grand Theft Auto shit a while back, yeah. I literally do not care. I could not <laughs> give less of a shit about finding out who that guy is, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah but this is just like criminal shit and you're you're yeah. a fucking dickhead <laughs> like, like if you're going in and you're stealing the 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 information on hundreds of thousands of employees like there's no good yeah. reason for that yeah, uh, no, <laughs> like if you were getting the information on just the executives, I could I could build a defense for you. You know, yes, they're probably criminals. Probably, I mean, uh, almost certainly. I mean, this is Comcast, so they're probably Yakuza, but right, <laughs> Capcom. But yeah, <laughs> that that. What did I say? You said Comcast. You know what? Comcast too. They're probably Yakuza. They're probably Yakuza too. <laughs> but no, like the janitor at the Capcom offices isn't that. That's no. not a reasonable no. person's information to take. Fuck you. No, it isn't. You're you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. So uh, Europol worked with uh, the governments of like. Uh, fucking 10 or something countries spanning Europe. Um, it says Czechia, Latvia, Spain, Germany, the, the Netherlands, and more. Um, and, and they they got the, uh, the ringleader. Uh, they arrested him in Paris. And then they, uh, <clears throat> they talked to a few other suspects in places like Spain and Latvia. And they also took down their uh their ransomware which is what they were using to get into all of these companies information yeah which is fantastic yeah cuz it wasn't just capcom that they'd been getting into you know they they'd done a whole bunch of shit yeah i saw they did like a um a hospital in israel an israeli like, hospital Go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, like I mean, there, there is, there is zero reason to ever go after a hospital. Right. 
Yeah, at that point, like... You're like, an asshole. Just try them for war crimes. I, like, R- yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, at, at that point, you're like, well, you're you're more than a criminal. You're you're also... We're just going to say you're a war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> or you're at least, like, a state actor at that point. Like, I don't know what yeah. state you're working for, but you're you're working for some state if you're going after a fucking Israeli hospital. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, that's good. Uh, they took that shit down and got those guys. Uh, fuck them. And, yeah. And now it is time for the bad opinion piece hour. We got a juicy one today. <laughs> Have you had this the time sucks. to read it? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> It so, really sucks. So we're back we're back with our good friends over at Game Central on Metro. You know, for a couple of months there they were putting out some, you know, ones that we didn't have to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the inoffensive bullshit. Yeah, just the normal bullshit. Right. Um but today this is this one's this one's hot off the press too. October twenty second, why gamers make the best boyfriends and girlfriends. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so so here's here's some reasons why gamers make exceptional partners. Exceptional problem solving skills. <laughs> Patience and persistence. Team player mentality. Creativity and imagination. Tech savvy and adaptive. Yeah, that's that's definitely important for dating. Right. Uh, respect for boundaries. <laughs> uh-huh, sure, totally. And stress management. Okay, so... This is just, like, objectively hilarious, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we we can point out all the ways in which... I mean, we just talked about it in the news section. You know, patience is out the window because all those fucking whiny baby nerds were gamers. You know? Yeah. The ones bitching uh, about where's Elder Scrolls 6? Like, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> uh... I, I mentioned earlier in in b- before the podcast is like the you're talking about the same people that like threatened the lives of developers for not releasing a game fast enough. Right. Oh no, the game was released w- was delayed for six months. We have to threaten the lead developer's life. Yeah. If I if I if you don't release that game soon, I will literally firebomb you and your family's house. Like, right. <laughs> like, this this is the same people you're talking about. Patience, I mean, patience, yeah. persistence. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, they are also, persistent. Not necessarily the uh, a good thing. <laughs> the good thing, yeah. Uh, like like that also ties into the respect for boundaries because. Uh-huh. There's tons of very persistent people I know who played video games, and what they were persistent about was stalking a lady. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's a thing gamers do. Often. Yeah. 
So, uh, about that respect for boundaries. <laughs> Gamers are attuned to the importance of personal space and mutual respect. Uh, are they? Are they? Are they? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, some are. <laughs> but, uh... uh, as, uh also... As a non-tech savvy gamer, you know, uh, I am I am a fucking buffoon on the keyboard, right? <laughs> yeah, most are. gamers are. <laughs> like yeah. most gamers could not tell you the difference between RAM and ROM. No, <laughs> no, they they couldn't. I've taken a class that was basically about what's the difference between RAM and ROM, and I cannot tell you the difference. (laughs) (laughs) This this whole thing is like stress management. Yes. Uh, you you can play games to relieve stress, but also um, uh, gamers often get so stressed out in games that they uh, yell words at the screen uh, right. that uh, they definitely don't use in their personal life at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like, they're they're called heated gamer moments, John. Yeah, they're yeah, heated yeah. for a reason. <laughs> I, th- that's the the type of stress relief is uh, yelling at your screen because things didn't go your way. But yeah, it is very um, funny to hear stress management when like the main fucking li- like YouTube and Twitch uh, model of of video games is yelling at the screen, right? Yeah, that like that's a whole genre unto itself is gamers yelling at the screen when something goes wrong. Mm hmm. So uh, it, it's it's kind of funny to see stress management on here. Uh, that that also ties into team player mentality because often when they're especially yeah, no, the people who play not. shooting shooter games like F- FPS games, the person they're screaming at is not the person who killed them. It's the person no. who just like fucked up the the team ran ran into into a room full of people and got like insta murdered. That's the person they're screaming at. Their own teammate. This is such a piece of bullshit. Is, um... (laughs) The number of players who play as healers automatically negates this. (laughs) Because the number is, like, zero. And... (laughs) Yeah, if you've ever played Final Fantasy XIV and you've gotten your healer leveled up to where you can start doing dungeons and shit, um, you instantly match every time you try to run a dungeon. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many attackers and more tanks than healers even that that are just waiting for for a healer to join the queue in order to enter the dungeon. Like... Yep. It is it is a known phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that was one of the reasons why I leveled up a healer in Final Fantasy 14 cuz I got tired of like sitting there for 
15 minutes waiting for my dragoon <laughs> to queue up for a fucking dungeon. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, I and, and this, this isn't to say that gamers do not make good boyfriends and or girlfriends. They absolutely they, can. They absolutely can. But being a gamer gives you zero inherent yes. uh, <laughs> pointers towards that. Like, that's... Also, especially... That's the ultimate um, point of what I, I'm trying to get across, is that you you just can't generalize people in this kind of way. You know, mm -hmm. P people are on a spectrum, you know, yeah. like there's there's all sorts of spectrums out there and uh, ga gamers are one of them. And there's there's the gamers who are exactly like this person they're talking about. Right. Yeah. This guy exists. Mm hmm. But there's also the complete fucking opposite of this guy. Yeah, and there's, usually. And there's all kinds of people in between, you know? Yeah. And... Alright, I just want to point out one more thing. Do it. The, uh, the uh, editor note at the very top. Um, just... A reader suggests that a lifetime of playing video games provides all the interpersonal skills needed to make the perfect partner. Nobody... And I mean nobody thinks of a gamer and thinks, oh, they've got lots of interpersonal skills. Right. Like, I've People. been a gamer since I was 12, and it, yeah. it has objectively made me worse at interacting with people. Yeah. <laughs> People can have good interpersonal skills. Gamers do not. Because most of our time is spent... On our own, in front of a TV screen. <laughs> We're yes. not talking to people, you know? We're not... Yeah. Uh -uh. If, if we are, we're talking to 10-year-olds who are saying the N-word. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's no interpersonal skills to be gained out of the inherent act of gaming. It is no. largely a solo act. But like, yeah, we had to design a term to describe when a game is multiplayer because and that's outside <laughs> of the norm, right? If yes. most games were multiplayer, then we would refer to like s single player single RPGs, games. right? Yeah, instead of multiplayer RPGs. Dude, I got a single-player game the other day. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not a thing people say for right. the most part. I got a game the other day. Uh-huh. Or I got a multiplayer game the other day. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, like, I'll come home with a game and be like, Hey, Cadence, this I got a game today. It, it can play, like, three people. Do you want to play this with me? Because usually when I come back with a game, it's just for me. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Uh flip side of that uh is also um we we made an even more in-depth term because multiplayer does not mean that you're working on your interpersonal skills because again, as noted, uh you're listening to a ten year old yell the N-word at you. Um you're 
not. I mean, most people play multiplayer games with team chat turned off. Yeah. So we made another term for couch co-op for when you actually are with someone. A thing that happens... So rarely. <laughs> because couch co-op games are also very rare because it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, the the Dynasty Warriors games are couch co-op? Yeah, but who knows? And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, d- does anyone actually know that? Because... Well, I did because when I bought it, my first one was Warriors Orochi, and I bought it in middle school with a friend who we then went home and played it together uh... with. Okay. So that's okay. that's why I know it's a multiplayer a couch co-op game. <laughs> yeah, nobody else does. Yeah, nobody else knew that until I just told them. <laughs> yeah. And nobody else is going to put that into use. That's No. Just... But I mean, that's more because the Dynasty Warriors games suck nowadays. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Anyway, if you're looking for a partner who can bring excitement, adaptability, and a sense of adventure to your life, don't be too quick to dismiss the gamer next door. You might just find your perfect player, too. <laughs> that was the conclusion to the article. <laughs> Hate. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. God, that was such a juicy find. I was so excited when I saw that today. Game facts, the facts about the nation states. I think, hold on, nation states are just like, that's just the, that's not a game. That that is the term for all All nations. Separated governments, yes. Yes. (laughs) I refuse to believe this is a game. Uh, It is. (sighs) Nation States is a multiplayer government simulation browser game developed and published by Max Berry. In Nation States, you design and run your own government, deciding policies and solving political issues, as well as partnering with other states and deciding international law. Okay, quit with the weird voice. The vast majority of the gameplay centers around deciding policies through issues, written by Max Berry, as well as other players, with moderator editing. Issues range from allowing Nazi rallies, compulsory organ harvesting, disability allowances for testing in schools, and yearly budget allocations. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't hold it. do believe that i don't because uh the first step of tolerance is intolerance of intolerance i know i don't think a society should allow it 
I think it should absolutely be a thing where people come in with bats and just like beat the shit out of them, right? <laughs> yeah, but I amendment right to beat the shit out of Nazis. <laughs> but I don't think the government should be doing that. But like, I do think that that it is an overstep of a government to say you're not allowed to have this ex political speech because that can that, that can be pointed at anybody, right? So, so I do actually believe that the government should allow Nazi rallies. Unfortunately, I, 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 I think that the Germans have it right in that they the. That's a good Nazism argument is, too. Is God, they they don't have banned. Nazi issues. <laughs> no, I mean, they they still do. But they do very very on the down low, right? Because anytime something happens. They don't have Charlottesville's happening, you know? No, they don't. (laughs) That's a a good argument. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm not saying my perspective is the right one. It just is where I'm at, right? (laughs) Okay, I gotcha. Gotcha, that's fine. We won't judge you for it. Like, like... As long as we say that free speech is a thing that we value, then we do have to allow Nazi rallies, right? Like, the the government has to. Not, not we as a society. Again, bats. But but the, the government, to pretend it, it respects free speech, has to allow Nazi rallies. Okay. Yeah. Um, compulsory organ harvesting, on the other hand. Uh... So, so when you die, uh-huh. you currently get a choice whether you're going to be on the organ donator list. Yes. Um, but also, flip side of that is you're dead. Does it matter? You know what? That's a... <laughs> it's a it's a choice because it's personal rights. It's a tough but... subject because I do fully believe that, like, even though I'm a religious person and I do believe in, like, some kind of afterlife... That mm-hmm. afterlife in, involves this body I'm currently in in zero ways, right? Correct, yeah. L- yeah like, not not even a little bit. Right. <laughs> like, even if it's the idea of, like, resurrection or whatever, that's going to have to be, like, like, make us out of clay again, right? Because oh, this yeah. body will have decayed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I do think... Just take their organs. They're dead. Mm-hmm. They do not care. They 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 literally cannot care. Mm-hmm. But personal rights. But personal right. <sighs> See, there are there are there are other options. There are other other viewpoints too. But this. see, I'm I'm also I'm also at the level of like I think. We as a society focus on personal rights a little too much, you know? We have people, like, standing outside their cars, shooting people that approach their cars because of, like, personal property rights or what the fuck ever, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's just, like... It's gotten out of hand. (laughs) Maybe maybe people shouldn't have personal property. That wasn't one of the ones that I uh, screenshotted. I was I was looking to see because I, I did screenshot two of the. Um, uh, th- this is a game I played a long time ago. 
Oh, okay. Uh, a long, long, long time. I, I played it. <laughs> I played this back in like 2005 or so when it first came out. Wow. Um. Yeah, and um, and and it's that's that nation's been deleted. But I, I popped back in, created a new uh, nation just to to see what sort of uh, issues they had, so that I could you know put these in. And the the ones mentioned are all ones that I got. So I I have a screenshot of what the options are for the Nazi rally and um and stuff. Uh but I I only have that one saved and the uh disability allowances for testing in schools. See, I don't even know what that means. I oh, the, okay. that that whole phrase I have no idea what this could possibly mean. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's exam season, and the latest headlines report that a student registered as having dyslexia and dyscalculia received various adjustments due to his disabilities. These included extra exam time, a scribe, and a separate examination room. With the mounting costs of these adjustments and the perceived unfairness, interested parties have arrived at a public inquiry into them. Oh, okay. All right. This is fine. This is fine. So. They have a hard time reading. Allow them more mm -hmm. time to read. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the options are... Uh, this kind of hand-holding is exactly what is making the next generation so stupid. So Exclaim self-taught marine biologist! Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, you can just do away with all of that, and make sure everyone is on the same level, which, uh, is, uh, nothing, basically. Um... That's absolutely absurd. Look at these test cords. Students with learning differences are still falling behind. Uh, totally reshape our entire education system to make it more accommodating for everyone. And uh, the third option is... Comrade, the revolution demands that each contribute according to their ability. Did they just quote um, Marx? <laughs> if, if these children cannot demonstrate the abilities needed for rigorous academic study at the age of, say, 10 or so, then maybe they would be better off preparing for a future in less mentally demanding roles on assembly lines or in the mines. Everyone has their part to play, after all. Oh, my God. And that's uh, Ferris Wolfischlegel Steinhausen Burgerdorf. Party undersecretary and part-time stamp collector. Yeah. Uh, this also, was... I did that perfectly. I just need you, you to know I did that absolutely perfectly. <laughs> you did. You actually did. Yeah. Um, this particular one was a um, player-written uh, issue. Issued by Dragood Sultanate. And then edited by Caracasas. So... Yeah, there's there lots like it. It provides. It's it's not just yes or no. It's it provides a series of options. Now the Nazi one is just yes or no. <laughs> um, it's I mean, thing. there's a there when you, it comes to allowing Nazi rallies, that is kind of just there is no middle ground, right? You either yeah. do have them or you do not. <laughs> yeah, so the issue is. Far-right-wing Nazi supporters plan to stage a rally in the city center tomorrow, giving voice to their violent racist views. The debate is, 
uh, uh, prominent Jewish personality saying, uh, we can't let these animals broadcast their message of hate. Surely country is too civilized for that. And the other option is free speech campaigner. Uh, we may not like what they have to say, but in this society, people have the right to argue whatever political view they want, no matter how hateful, selfish, or stupid it is. Mm. So. Mm. Uh-huh, yeah. It's it's not easy. Mm. But uh, you also haven't finished this fact. No, I haven't. Oh! Some issues simply have an assenting and dissenting opinion to choose from, whereas others provide alternative paths to take or even use the issue as a springboard to tackle non-related issues. Based on the choices made on issues, your government evolves, with the primary three measurements being personal, economical, and political freedoms. Using those three shifting data points, you are classified as one of nine different government types. From psychotic dictatorship as one extreme, to anarchy in the other extreme, with others including corporate police states, Scandinavian liberal paradises, moralistic democracies, and what players have decided the U.S. is, a corporate bordello. Aside f- I don't know what that means. So I, I, I sent- oh gosh, that is tiny. How the fuck is that so tiny? I'm sure if I open it in browser, That's, it'll be bigger. No. No, it's, no, it's unreadable. <laughs> it is unreadable. Give me a second. I will. <laughs> it was bigger, but the words are so blurred. There we go. <laughs> That's a bigger one. Yeah. So those those are the, uh, the nine different options. Um, and if you open it in browser, you can actually see what the uh, other stuff is because it's at least if you're on uh, dark mode you can't because stuff but uh, yeah personal freedom is the vertical axis there and so uh, things with high personal freedom include left wing utopias, civil rights love fests, benevolent dictatorship um, uh, high economic freedom or things like um, anarchy, compulsory consumerist state, free market paradise, and high political freedom or things like tyranny by majority, liberal democratic socialists, and well, the aforementioned civil rights love fest. Um, yeah, uh, there have been a few polls done of what people think the U.S. is, and Everyone kind of agrees that it's a corporate bordello, which is high political freedom. We all get to vote. High economic freedom. Uh, we, uh, I mean, you can't argue um, with that. <laughs> and middling personal freedom. It, getting less and less. Yeah. Uh, I disagree with economic freedom, just like on a fundamental level. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the concept, not that the U.S. has it. Right. No, no, like the idea that the U.S. has it, uh, but like, because most people don't, right? Like, like we pretend we we pretend we're not an oligarchy, but we're totally a fucking oligarchy, right? Which can only happen with pure economic freedom. Anyone can open a business, can run. Oh, their own stuff. I see. I see. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. The, the, yeah. The options are. We've gone too far in that direction. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the extremes are libertarian and authoritarian. So, authoritarian economic freedom means that it is run by the state. Like, there, nobody has the freedom to run business, it is solely held by the state or. Like, and that's the ultimate extreme of that. Uh, so, like, dictatorships require that the uh, nation run everything. Um, socialism usually involves the government running, you know, the state running all business. Uh, versus the flip side of that is libertarian, which is that anyone can do whatever the fuck they want. And it's free market, and you succeed if you do, you know, or don't, whatever. But it's, you can do whatever the fuck you want economically. Right. Yeah, the, the ideal one would be somewhere in the middle of that, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want yeah. the government uh, controlling absolutely all economic shit. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want complete laissez-faire. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the ideal government here would probably be, like, for me personally, like, the left-leaning college state or the civil yeah. rights love fest. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think is very interesting about this chart is that it shows the prevalence of nations of this type. So the vast majority of players end up making democratic socialist, father knows best states, or inoffensive centrist democracies. Gross. And uh, that's that's the worst one. That I think yeah, that's the worst you just, one. It's <laughs> kind of middling. Um, whereas the least common are things like tyranny by majority, conservative democracies, free market paradise, benevolent benevolent dictatorships, iron fist socialists, things like that. Okay, so the more blue they are, the less people are doing them. Yes. Okay. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And okay. the, uh, <laughs> it's also interesting in that uh, it, you can kind of look at it. The more political freedom you have, the more likely a player is to increase the personal freedom as well. So you, you, there's very rare to see the high political, low personal whereas it's more likely to see high personal, high political. And vice versa, it's very rare to see high personal freedom and low political freedom. It is more often to see low for both. <laughs> right. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> Aside from directly determining their own policies... Players can also join the World Assembly and work together to write proposals, from scratch, that are then voted into law by member nations and elected regional delegates. Nations can join and leave the World Assembly at will, but whilst a member must abide by any past legislation. So far, notable past resolutions include privacy safeguards, religious tolerance, a universal bill of rights, outlawed child labor, OSHA, banning torture, 
etc. Okay, so this imaginary world assembly has done better work than the United States has done on its own. Correct, yes. Because we haven't outlawed child labor. No, we haven't. Absolutely not. We definitely haven't Um, banned torture. Yeah. Um, We technically have OSHA, but, like, it's not enforced in any way. So there are 694 past resolutions. Now, some of them, uh, I haven't gone through and read them all because there's 694 past resolutions. Um, Some of them have been repealed. Uh, okay. My uh, the ones that I mentioned have not, as far as I'm aware. Uh, other things that uh, <laughs> there are certain things that have been repealed that I find interesting that they've been repealed, but um, I don't know. I, I I'm going to say them. I'm not certain whether they then went on to produce a different version because sometimes you write a law and then you find that it's too overreaching, so you repeal it and write a new one. Right, so wording is too vague or it's too strict or something. yeah. Yeah. So, resolution number three was repealed and it is titled The Right to a Fair Trial. Um, yeah, they probably reinstated that one with different wording. (laughs) probably, because I I believe the reasoning it provided was, um, let me scroll to it, because it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was repealed in resolution number 11, so pretty quick. So pretty quick. Um, (laughs) They found some issues with it in implementation. (laughs) Yeah. That's what happened there. Uh, understanding that the intended purpose was to provide fair trials, the resolution fails to understand that the World Assembly is composed of wildly divergent cultures in its description of a fair trial. Uh, also fa- noting that it fails to take into account that certain nations have long-established non-jury judicial systems of unquestioned integrity. So, like, it, it assumed... Our like like the U.S.'s ideal of the Western a ideal system. of a yes, yeah. and um, it also didn't properly define what the term fair means. Yes, yeah. so like like it's 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 weird to to start looking through this and be like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we see what this is, and then oh, repealed the right to a fair trial. <laughs> but but like with so many things that there can be like. Mm-hmm. non-fucked up reasons to repeal something like that. Yeah. As we just uh, discovered. <laughs> yeah. Resolution number four was restrictions on child labor. That is how early they did this. <laughs> um, and it, you know, it's never been repealed. Um, I, <laughs> there was one, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about the world assembly, which is that, when the game first started, and when I was playing it, the World Assembly didn't exist. Um, it was called the United Nations. Uh, and it it just straight up used the United Nations emblems and everything. That might be a problem. And then, like, eight years into it, uh, the uh, Max Berry, who made all this, uh, got a cease and desist from them and was like, like, I get it. But also, you'd think they maybe wouldn't 
mind being connected to a thing that's repealed, that, that's like banned. No, I, I think they absolutely would mind because it, it it's shining a light on how ineffective they are. He mentioned that too. <laughs> But like, like uh, maybe maybe they're they're too ashamed of the fact that uh, so far we've done better than they have. Yeah, because the United Nations is a toothless organization that refuses to go after any of its big players when they do the most heinous of shit. Because uh-huh. like the United States should have so many sanctions against it, so many oh, presidents yeah. should have been tried at the Hague. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's really fucked up how how uh-huh. fucked up America is and the United Nations yep. just like, like yeah you can totally still be a member nation and like one of our leading voices that's fine I, I did like the other thing he mentioned uh, at the same time which is like I thought about just ignoring it because you know we all know they're a toothless organization but <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> Like, what are they really going to do? Fucking make yeah. a committee about it and decide in ten years that they can't do anything? Wow. <laughs> Maybe they'll sign a non-binding treaty. <laughs> Which, by the way, is just uh, fancy words for meaningless paper. Yep. Yeah. Like, everything they do. Yeah, the, the United States have signed so many non-binding treaties. Man, we love to sign non-binding treaties. Yeah, sure, I'll sign one. Yeah, uh, whatever it says, I'll sign it. I'm not bound to it, nope. so I'll sign it. <laughs> it yeah. looks good on paper if I sign sure. that, and Why I don't not? have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Sure. America, fuck yeah. I... I will non-bindingly sign whatever you put in front of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> in addition to the aforementioned gameplay mechanics, there's also quite a bit of emergent roleplay within the very popular forums, with nations and regions allying, setting up pacts and treaties, and even accusing others of nuclear proliferation. The players involved are necessarily active, in that if one doesn't log in for more than 30 days, their nation is deleted. There are 293,430 active nations as of this writing. That's a lot of heavily active players for a game over 20 years old. The game has been accused of promoting libertarianism, but definitionally it allows players to make their own decisions with no particular influence aside from their own assumed morality as either a character they're playing in order to achieve a determined national goal, or as a human, which should logically end up being more liberal. (laughs) Additionally, the game was initially titled Jennifer Government, Nation States, loosely inspired by Max Berry's book Jennifer Government, which is set in a dystopian alternate present where half the world was stuck in a form of ultra-libertarian monarchy. Minarchy. Minarchy. It titles Capitalism. Uncertain how a game based off a book that actively stands against extreme libertarianism could be accused of promoting libertarianism. And that was just the facts. Minarchy is uh, minimalist government. So uh, the the yeah the government functionally exists 
to defend itself and to maintain its constitution. That is it. So what Republicans would really like to see. Yeah, what Republicans think Republicans would really like to see. Right. It, it, what an actual, like, definitional Republican should like yes. to see. <laughs> yeah. Not not the crazy Nazis we have in office right now. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in their book, uh, it's ridiculous because, like... <laughs> There, there's no such thing as uh, public roads. Everything is a toll road owned by an individual. Wow. Like, yeah, I you, mean, you, you, <laughs> that is the end point of like lowering taxes as much as possible. Is you cease uh-huh. to have things like roads. Yeah, yeah. You there is there is no taxes in the the government. Um, the reason why it's titled Jennifer Government is because, and I hated reading this. Um, nobody has last names. They take the name of their job. That is how far libertarian it pushes this. So you, you would be like, uh, Wombat, uh, McDonald's. Wombat delivery driver. Yeah, Wombat delivery driver. Well, I mean, it would be the company you're a delivery driver for. Oh, God. But, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I said McDonald's. Um, I see. (laughs) I would be... Uh, <laughs> John, name of a supermarket. Um, you could have like like Jeff Walmart down the street. Um, that's terrible. If if you work for the government, your name is government. So Jennifer Government is the name of the main character of the novel. I see. Yeah, it's awful. I hate it. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't understand how, like, you write a book that is declared a dystopia that is the limits of libertarianism and be like, ah, this game promotes libertarianism. <laughs> nah. No, he's clearly nah, nah. against libertarianism. Yeah. Sorry, but no. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I do have to ask what it no I don't I understand okay. alright we're moving on okay yeah I, I I just had to read it again to uh like comprehend what I was reading and then my question was answered so we're fine okay cool we're cool, moving cool. on glad yeah. glad reading comprehension helped yeah um alright <laughs> it's time for one hit blunders uh, this past month, we've listened to the new radicals. Maybe you've been brainwashed too. Okay, uh, so I came into this already liking the album. John, what's your take? It's uh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I mean, I'll for, let me let me start off with the fact that. Uh, I listened to this like two weeks ago and I did not listen to it again today. Okay. Um, the biggest thing was like, you get what you give. I mean, obviously fucking awesome song. It's, it's, it is, it's, it's good. Um, uh, and then it's followed up by, I hope I didn't just give away the ending, which is which terminally long and sucks so hard. 
Six worst and a half song minutes. on the album. Um, I the I don't remember most of the songs because uh-huh. most of the songs were not memorable. Most of them are album tracks, you know. Yes, they're serviceable uh, and they they get you to the next one. They're fine. I I remember two other songs. Okay, crying like a church on Monday, which is the closer to this. Yeah, it is a fantastic title. I I love the the simile. It's great. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> The song started playing, and my wife and I both turned to each other and were like, I fucking hate this. Like, this is... Like, I, I hate this song. This song is awful. Um, The other song I remember is Maybe You've Been Brainwashed Too. This is interesting. Now, These are interesting songs you're choosing to remember. Maybe You've Been Brainwashed Too is a fantastic album title. Like, it's it's incredible like the that's it's such a band name album name sort of like yeah great pick great pick um, that song also song sucks title good song title like really <laughs> really good song to, like i would listen to the i would listen the fuck out of maybe you've been brainwashed too um the song sucks yeah and my question is, I again, I'll say, great t- album title. Uh-huh. Weird song <laughs> to name the title, or the name of the album after. <laughs> because it really sucks. No, it does. You're totally <laughs> right. Like, the title, great. You just named, like, my two least song, favorite songs on the great. album. <laughs> but, but a weird song. Song to name the album after. <laughs> I mean, what else are they gonna call it? Fucking Technicolor Lover. Actually, that that would be better. That's a fucking right? awesome <laughs> album title, also. And yeah. that's a that's a good song. Technicolor Lover is really good. Like it was okay. Technicolor Lover has made like my playlists on Spotify and shit because I think it's yeah. It, it's it's one of the better songs on the album. Uh, that one, uh, Someday We'll Know is a really good one. Okay. Um, Mother We Just Can't Get Enough, I think is a really great album opener. It was okay. I, like, I, I was listening to it and I was like, I don't fucking remember what the one hit wonder for this, uh, (laughs) this album is. And then the second (laughs) one played. Yeah. (laughs) I'll, I'll be honest. I genuinely have no idea why I picked this uh, band. I, I have no idea <laughs> at all. I did like, and and last time we uh, recorded, which was like you know a year ago, you you mentioned that like, wow, you didn't even have to like beg me to put this on here, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't remember why. I I like I I picked this out. All on my own. I chose it. I was surprised to see it there. (laughs) And there was a reason for that. Don't fucking know who it was. (laughs) Because, like, uh, Todd in the Shadows did a video on on them and the song You Get What You Give, like, a while back. Like, years Mm -hmm. and years back. 
And, and so I've known about them ever since then. And I bought this fucking album, like, back when that video first came out. Uh, and I've, li- uh, like, I have it on vinyl, and it's one of my most played vinyl records. Like, I love this album just a lot. Uh, which isn't to say it doesn't have issues, because... Uh, yeah, like, the, the two songs I've already picked out that suck. Well, like, there's it, that... It's awful. Um... I mean, the elephant in the room, right, is that the the main guy, I forget his name, he's a really good songwriter, just like, and, and he's he's a good presence, especially on, like, You Get What You Give, right? Mm-hmm. But he sucks at singing. He is one of the <laughs> worst singers that has ever approached a microphone. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he is he is terrible. <laughs> and it's not it's not so bad on you get what you give, but his nasaliness comes through on most of yes. the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a uh, it's it, it can be real rough in places to just listen to his voice. Yeah. Um Ugh. also a lot of these songs go for too long. Like yes, they uh, do. They drag. There are multiple five plus minute songs on this album, and all of them except for fucking actually, you get what you give is exactly five minutes. That's the mm-hmm. only one that earns its length. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all all the others. I mean, actually, crying like a church on Monday, and maybe you've been brainwashed too. And I hope I didn't just give away the ending. My three least favorite songs are yeah, all they're... over five minutes. Yeah, that's right. I hope I didn't just give away the ending. Just went on and uh, on and on. And the worst part is that it doesn't suck at the end, like a lot of songs that go on for too long. It actually gets better towards the end. Yes. <laughs> it I sucks right out that. the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, the first minute and a half, two minutes are just trash. (laughs) Uh. Um, But if you look into, like, other songs he's written, uh, this guy has done, like, a lot of uh, good, really good songs. There's one I like um, by an artist named Sophie Ellis Baxter. Uh, It's called Murder on the Dance Floor. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic song. Just, just listen to that song. Oh my god! And he, the the new radicals guy, wrote that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, uh, I, I still, I, I've, I've spent a while looking at their like the wiki page for the new radicals and looking at the album, looking at the the one hit wonder itself and i cannot figure out why i picked that right (laughs) at all at all i don't i don't even like love the song (laughs) but oh well yeah Yeah, i mean it was an interesting pick The, the i was excited to see it because again, there are there are other good songs on here. Um, like I said, someday we'll know is is just fucking so good, such a good song. If you don't listen to any other song of this album again, 
Listen to Someday We'll Know. Okay. Yeah. That's my stance. The guy should have taken... Yeah. No, not even. He should have just hired another singer. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, that's it for us for today. Uh, stay tuned to next week where we're going to be playing games, which is what we were supposed to have been doing for this one. And um, also reading. No, not reading. Uh, we're going to be watching Hot Shit, uh, Alone in the Dark, which currently is free with Prime. So if you've got Amazon Prime, you can go watch that. This is not an ad for Amazon. Amazon can go fuck itself. Right. Uh, It's just very convenient to have an Amazon Prime account. It is. It is very convenient. (laughs) Uh... Also, Alone in the Dark has Christian Slater in it, which is enough to watch it. (laughs) I like Christian Slater. (laughs) You ever see Heathers? No. Uh, The movie Heathers is... It's it's like the precursor to Mean Girls, right? It's about a a group of of bitchy high school girls. And then... um, the main the main character meets Christian Slater's character, and he's like a bad boy, and he he c- tries to get her to go along with um, murdering all of her bitchy friends, and, and then okay. it ends with um, him trying to blow up the school. It it, hmm. it was it, it's a movie it, it's a very comedic movie. And it's it was only able to be comedic because it came out before Columbine happened, you know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a really good movie. Fuck, who's the main actress in that? I forget. Uh, Winona Ryder, yeah. Winona hmm. Ryder and Christian Slater, really good movie. Okay. Yep. Anyway, right. uh, th- that alone, that movie alone made me fall in love with Christian Slater, and I'll watch anything with him in it, is what I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> okay. Well, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.